0: From across the comic book community multiverse, the Comic-Con Podcast begins now with your hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. If you give them the title of influencer, then that's that's giving them more power, right? That's how it is. Like, I'm a nobody. Listen, I'm a nobody. Zach, a.k.a. The Manimal. We talked about it for a full, I believe, seven
1: to eight minutes on an hour-long normal podcast for show. And you would have thought... We set their house on fire with the backlash. Yo, everybody, welcome back. Comic-Con podcast season three, episode 34. The OG crew, no guests, no filters, no fluff, (laughs) just the manimal and the nemesis. What's up, dude?
0: Hey, buddy, what's going on? It's a Thursday. We're recording it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Happy to be here as always so justin's on uh just so you guys know
1: justin's got been on a little bit of a suicide watch the past couple hours with what not being down and glitchy and he's got a big show tonight and if you're listening to this you probably already missed out on your opportunity to win a ps5 but justin's got a big show which i'm sure we'll hear about a little bit later but he's chugging beers and uh trying to calm the
0: calm the nerves a little bit just a little bit man so we'll see if um and if all the boxes don't sell then we got them scheduled for friday night so make sure if you're listening to this early enough you can bookmark it so
1: no oh, there you go oh so that if you don't sell them all you're gonna double up on friday and do it as
0: well. yeah i mean obviously the idea is so i made 13 boxes i mean let's just talk about it now so i made 13 yeah. boxes uh they're all star wars slabs, start 200 bucks um i think the ceiling is like 400 bucks and you get a one in 13 chance to win a ps5 that's nice. fucking easy Nice. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping they all go tonight. If not, then uh, I just have it already set up for Friday night.
1: Okay. So like, uh, and then will you do the drawing for the PS5 on Friday? Yeah, then I'll finish it up. Yeah, then I'll finish it up on Friday. And if it doesn't, then I'll just
0: have to carry it over until somebody fucking buys them all. Sweet.
1: Yeah, deal. Cool deal. Well, let's jump into this right now. We got a bunch of questions here from the community. There's two of them that are themed. And we'll kind of keep those towards the end. Um, but the first one, let's start with, uh, we got a question from Russ T 22. He says, guys, if you could write or draw your own comic, what would it be about? Justin? Field this so one? that's
0: a great question. Um, I'm a big fan of like, uh, post-apocalyptic stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, you know, I, I love like anything, you know, post-war or whatever. So. I mean, I'd like to see like a, I mean, obviously they just announced that the fallout series (laughs) is coming out to Amazon in 2024. And I would love to see like a fallout, like that type of thing where it's legit, like post nuclear apocalypse. And it's not like zombies, like the last of us, or I don't know, like world war Z or any of the zombie stuff, but it just be cool to have like that where it's set in like almost like the fifties or sixties as far as like, equipment right like okay. that's what i loved about the fallout series that it's not like futuristic so like people have like modern technology or really not even say modern technology but just like mod you know like the basic stuff so i would really love to see and i would love to write something like poke post-apocalyptic um because that's always like my go-to for like movies or series so oh. and there's not really much out there because like i said everything it's always done in that way is is like zombies, right? Yeah, it's, been, it's always like a like, bacteria thing, like or... a pandemic. Thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Lately, lately it has been. It definitely goes in waves, though. You know, mm-hmm. so that's cool. I'm surprised you? you don't like um. <clears throat> you oh. have you're not reading Undiscovered Country then. Um, but I guess I'll have to it. try it. I mean, it's it's, po- it's post apocalyptic in a. I mean, not in a way. It is definitely, and it's just kind of a different feel. It's cool. It's cool.
0: All right. I mean, um, Kate's did that, right?
1: No, no, Snyder. Snyder. Oh. It's still ongoing right now. Okay. What am I thinking about? Charles
0: Soul. What am I thinking that Kate's did? That's
1: something. Oh, you're thinking
0: crossover? Nope. No, that's like an older book. It was like,
1: oh, uh, God, Country. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> okay, we found it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I figured you'd get it <laughs> with the names that we've already yeah. said. So. <clears throat>
1: um i don't know man And this question this is a really tough one because obviously it always kind of depends on like what your your feel is um i think right now i'm I'm big into as i'm sitting here looking at the book too like i really love like the supernatural kind of like hell aspect like uh, i'm sitting here looking at charles soul hell Hell to pay right now Mm -hmm. and so i really like that kind of genre right now um my dream if ever would be to write some kind of a of an X-Men arc for sure, you know, but <laughs> I don't know right now. I don't know. I don't know. Ideas come in and out all the time. And sometimes you're like, oh, they're good. And then you're like, eh, I don't like that one anymore. And it always kind of changes as you move along. So I don't, I don't have a great answer to that question. Mm. So, but thank you, Rusty 22. So next question, Justin, this one's going to be, I think a good one for you. Um, a friend of ours asks, can you give us the origin story of
0: jewels? I think we just have to have Jules come on the show. I don't oh, really okay. think uh, you know. Black Crown, thanks for the comment for the for the message. And again, these questions are coming directly from uh, the Comic Con podcasts Instagram stories. So when you see it, typically I now and I've been trying to get it early enough where we where we record. So I set it up on Thursday morning. We got a bunch of them. So uh, we're gonna get to all of them today because it's fun. I like doing yeah, you know this way we sure. do the community questions. Yeah. So yeah, Jules's story. He unfortunately he would have to come on the podcast or we would have to get uh the okay to kind of give us uh, provide his uh origin story <laughs> oh, sorry sorry black Crown. bit of an inside joke at the moment but yes but you know. true community member
1: um so we have two more but justin you said you had one before we get into these other two um well,
0: let's do the first one and then obviously we'll end we'll we'll go with the because mine's kind of like weird but go with the the newer one that we just talked about the newer one, the Milton one. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a question asking if we ever have indie, uh, <clears throat> indie writers on the show in, uh, ever interested in doing that. And yeah, for sure. You know, we always love talking to anyone from the community we've had, you know, from larger names to smaller names, uh, on the show all the time to give us their, their, you know, take on the comic book community, what they're doing, if they have any projects out there. I mean, we're very big on trying to push people's stuff, you know, and get, uh, awareness out there for anyone's projects. Um, so yeah, I mean, we love having anyone on anyone who's interested in coming on ever to talk about projects or anything they're working on. We'd definitely be interested in that.
0: Yeah. Just hit us up. So, uh, before we get to our last question, um, I did receive this one. It was actually a DM the other day. Uh, actually this is yeah, there's a DM on the podcast Instagram. This was from, um, Marianne geez i can't even read this last name so it says hi there it's max reaching out from premier class models i noticed you're excelling as an OnlyFans creator and i wanted to share some exciting news wait a second
1: i, I thought for a second this was a bs one because the way i was <laughs> i'm reaching out
0: um it says here at premier class we are all about propelling creators like you to new heights unlocking the full potential of your content and connecting you with a world of opportunities um I don't know how they saw we're only fans, they creators, only fans creators but yeah Yeah, that's kind of uh it's, ooh, it's a little weird so yeah that's just funny I was just like a spam um <laughs> a mm-hmm. message that randomly we got I was just like yo I read that I was like yo I have to read that um so, so yeah
1: <laughs> these last two questions are Ahsoka themed so I kind of uh put them together one's a question one's a statement and the the statement's kind of funny because Jess and I talked about it but um I, I, we, I talked,
0: I, yeah, yeah right.
1: yesterday. I told you when we were talking on the phone about Ahsoka, and I said mm. I had I had to own my being wrong. How I had said I previously said when we were talking about Ahsoka that the first two episodes were going to drop simultaneously, mm. and that I was always kind of like hey, I don't know if I believe in the Disney Plus way of dropping two episodes, and usually it's because the first episode's not good standalone, and they have okay. to do a second one. And I was yeah, I couldn't figure out wrong. that
0: statement. Oh, this quote with this? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get this question from uh,
1: S L R D O H C. Yeah. Yeah. So he says manimal or he or she says manimal was wrong about these intro episodes. They were awesome. And that's right. I was 100% wrong about the Ahsoka episode one ended like with a cliffhanger and was on awesome and pleasantly surprised. So I will formally apologize and eat my words for that. Mm. Um, but the next question we have from Astro Wizard Comics is, "What was the worst thing about Ahsoka, and your favorite part as well? Can you even come up with one?" You can't. You're <laughs> such a stan, dude. You're such a stan for Ahsoka that I don't think you can even come up with one bad thing about it.
0: Um, I didn't like that. All right, for let's yeah, let's go with the bad. And you know what? The problem is, I really don't want to talk about this so early because obviously we'll we'll probably talk about it <clears throat> mid-season and after right. uh, episode four, and then we'll do our final review. So. But I guess yeah, you have to talk about it because again we were we were planning on possibly going live doing mm-hmm. a watch party on Tuesday night, but you know, this guy has a baby and it's really tough. And I you know, I up. have two cat kits, and now it's I don't care. This guy's got a problem, but um and not I didn't, didn't want to go against the Lords of the Long Box, and I could care less if we went against the newbie verse on a Tuesday night. So <laughs> um probably the worst thing about Ahsoka, I didn't like I didn't like that they like like they Obviously this goes to like cliffhangers right like like mm-hmm. you enjoy the cliffhangers week to week right instead of a binge watch right. I didn't like that the cliffhanger for episode 1 was like Sabine getting hurt like you all knew she wasn't going to die right <laughs> yeah like I that did. was just like kind of like a throwaway yeah like oh my god she got stabbed and it just makes this whole thing like oh my god like to the casual viewer right to the casual viewer be like oh my god she's going <laughs> to she's dead after just coming back like it was just like a mm, I don't
1: know. Yeah that was one thing I, I definitely
0: didn't I didn't like. But <clears throat> um, my favorite part. Oh yeah, fair. Let me just do my favorite part yeah, yeah. is and we're sticking with Sabine, is just her intro was awesome. Like, you know, that's the music that kicked on. Like you don't hear that, right? That's not normal Star Wars music. Like she's like a like a teenage rebel. Mm-hmm. You know, and I say that as a rebel, not rebel as in Star Wars Rebel, but just like the grunge thing is like. A world that we've never really seen too much and i know like you know the whole underground the whole you know uh bounty hunter stuff there's a lot of stuff that's underground to star wars that we really haven't seen like that whole scum and villainy and i think the whole like just that awesome just it was such a great scene like her right. on the speeder bike like listening to music like not giving a crap about like the the two e-wings that are you know the one the one guy's like trying to hail her and I just thought it was different. And I feel like that's something that's going to be next year when they do the Star Wars Outlaws game. It's like an open world Star Wars game. And that's what you're going to see is like a very different side of the Star Wars universe. Like, no Jedi's. Like, it's something that's below like the normal level of what we've always seen. So mm-hmm. that was definitely my favorite part. Like, as soon as she was on screen and like the mm-hmm. music kicked in, I was like, yo, this is really different. Yeah. And everything else that happened in the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> So.
1: Um I don't know I don't really have like a, I mean I can come up with something that I, I I wasn't crazy about but by no by no means do I think it anything was bad about these episodes and just something Justin and I talked about as well as um and I you know this could all work itself out as it goes down the road but I think initially the one thing that I'm not like the craziest about is um I don't like the idea I never was really and we kind of said it too when we watched the trailer. I was never really keen on the idea of uh Sabine being like a, being trained as a Jedi. I, I don't like the yeah. idea of having these like characters that are so strong and so great on their own. And then it's also like, let's make them a Jedi or even with Morgan Elizabeth, let's also make her part Dathomirian, you know, Dathomirian. And so I feel like in a way that takes away from the strength of these characters, because it's almost like you're like, well, let's check this box and let's check this box. Let's make them cool with this way. We'll give her a lightsaber as well. Like, and honestly, it was cool like i like sabine with a lightsaber so far it's been great but i will if i'm being completely honest it also harkens back to like the sequel trilogy and when they give finn a lightsaber for like no reason you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. not everyone needs a lightsaber dude not everyone deserves a lightsaber like i'm much more interested in seeing sabine wield her double guns you know i i don't Mm -hmm. i don't need a lightsaber in her hands so but you know we'll see how the plot lays out and how the story goes. And it all might like, you know, it might not be a big deal, but it's, like I said, that doesn't make me, I'm not saying I have really strong feelings towards that, but if I had to find something I didn't like, it'd be that.
0: Um, and I'm glad they immediately explained that in season two, uh, right. season two in episode two with Hewin, Um that she's like, has no force abilities. <laughs> like she's no, she's no force sensitivity at all, which is like perfect. Like yeah. that's the way it should be. Like she's just a straight up Mandalorian. Like let's not, yeah, maybe she was just trained in the, like, anybody can be trained in the arts, I guess, right? right? Like, anybody yeah. can be trained in any type of art. But I guess the reason why they they are going to have this is because, obviously, it's like the yin, the yin to the yang. Like, you have uh, Balin and Shin, mm-hmm. and then you have Soka and Sabine. Like, you have to have, like, two people having lightsabers on both sides.
1: Yeah, and, yeah a little dynamic between them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, favorite part? Man, that's tough. It was all really good. So I don't really know if this is my favorite part, but something I really liked. And honestly, obviously it's, it's different because of events, but after the first episode, I loved how they put for our friend Ray. And then honestly, all the scenes with Ray Stevenson just kind of hit a little harder. Um, Mm. I think his character has so much gravitas, even like the end scene of uh, episode two, just kind of how he talks and even how he's like, um, he's talking about, you know, Morgan asks, like, do we need to kill? ahsoka and he's kind of like uh, you know he's he's hesitant about it he's like no there's not that many jedi left like even though he's not a jedi anymore and he's obviously kind of a bad guy like he doesn't he still respects her still respects the jedi um so i think yeah i don't, I, don't know, I think right now as of the first two episodes like i really ray stevenson's character i'm i'm really intrigued by i really want to know more about him for sure mm-hmm. so
0: but yes yeah. nice. thanks for the questions everybody yes
1: I missed the recorded questions.
0: Yeah, it's been well, such a long time. but. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so anyway, um, well, moving on, we're going to get into some articles here. Like always, it's a little rough right now with no TV new, movie news, but uh, we do have some comic book news. So uh, we have a DC article. Justin, you want to take it away?
0: Yeah. So if you're not currently reading the Batman Superman World's Finest, which is been taken over by mark wade and dan mora which he should be because it's been pretty awesome actually this this entire run but uh starting this fall uh dc returns to the world of kingdom come in a new comic so of course if you don't know if you've never read uh kingdom come by mark wade which was you know back in 1997 um it was a miniseries by of course mark wade and also alex ross which is unbelievably awesome um it's kind of a post dystopian like with Superman, he's retired, and then there's all these other things that happen, but I'm not going to kind of get into the whole meat and potatoes of it. But uh, later on this year, in the fall, Dan Mora and Mark Waite are going to be bringing back the fan-favorite characters from that universe in World's Finest. So starting in issue 20, which comes out in October, um, you're going to see the return of quite a lot of the characters, um, Superman's former protege is also showing up. And of course, a dynamic duo um, on this earth will be, you know, seeing the jaded Superman, the broken Batman, of course, because it's like post nightfall, you get the war hungry wonder woman haul into the world of kingdom come. So um, you could check out this article over at ComicBook.com, Um, And it's just really awesome to see this because we've, haven't seen this in over 20 years. Like they really yeah. never, you know, brought this back. It's not something that like, they've done in any type of elseworlds or you know all these mini series that they've ever done or like spin-offs that we've never seen them bring this back except for briefly in the arrowverse when they did that crisis on infinite earths we saw uh kevin conroy play like that version of batman with like mm-hmm. that metallic shirt, oh yeah yeah that suit so um i'm excited for this uh dan moore is you know one of my favorite artists out there like obviously once in future and you know crushed it on all that and he's been doing a hell of a job at um the batman superman world's finest and um hopefully he shows up in new york comic-con this year with some oa because i really would love to pick up some some pages of something so uh what about you man what are you thinking on the batman's world finest i know like they've had different yeah. sort of i think with different writers but the art has been phenomenal what are you thinking i'm bringing back these like characters from an old series that we haven't <clears> seen in so long
1: I mean, it's been a long time since I've read kingdom come for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, where I honestly, I I
1: barely remember it at this point, but, um, I'm not reading world's finest. I do like Mark Wade. I love Dan Moore as well. And I think it's a really cool idea. I don't know if I'll be picking it up. I might just kind of wait to see what you have to say about it. But, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's cool that they're bringing it back. You know, you know, kingdom come to me is always like, obviously I'm kind of late to the party when it, when it comes to DC, like collecting DC in the past, like 15 years, maybe. So, um, I always equate Kingdom Come kind of to like the Earth X trilogy that mm-hmm. uh, was in yep. Marvels, you know? Yeah, I remember that. Um also Alex Ross as well. And so yeah, I, I like that idea. It's kinda it's cool. It was it was before it's tricky with these kind of Else Worlds titles because they're just so overdone these days, right? And so it's it is surprising they haven't like oversaturated the Kingdom Come universe, which is a good thing. Um mm-hmm. So it also kind of makes you worried, right? Like <laughs> bringing it back now, but um,
0: yeah, that's what the article says. It's either yeah. going to, you know, it could create some interesting uh, continuality or <laughs> some illogical headaches. They say, yeah. So
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some people are really going to love it. Um, I, like I said, I'll probably just wait to see what people say about it. I don't, I don't think I'll be picking it up. Um, But mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. So,
0: yeah. And especially it's, it's the fact that it's Mark Wade, <laughs> So it's not yeah. like someone else is trying to like, just have you know someone who's read both kingdom come and then the kingdom that was in like 99 like two years later both done by wade it's not like someone just read that and now they're trying to expand on that right like the same thing like marvel's doing that and i love the series even though it's not getting high praises is the x-men days of future past like Mm -hmm. that ongoing which is like the pre like it's not written by claremont so everything that's kind of coming up is like just their interpretation of what happened prior to you Know basically no mutants and the sentinels taking over,
1: right? Right, yeah, kind of filling in the gaps there. It's a cool series, mm-hmm. I do like that one too. But yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see what people think about it. But, um, yes, moving on to some Marvel news. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about this one. So, over at uh, marvel.com, obviously, if you haven't been paying attention, we got Wolverine versus the Predator is coming out here in I think it's September in September. And man, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm not typically like a fan of these like crossover things. Cause they always feel like they're kind of like throwaway. away. Didn't we talk, we talk about the, the street fighter, Ninja turtles and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Those
0: and, IDW ones are.
1: Yeah. And, but I mean, Marvel does it too. Like Marvel did. Um, didn't they do an alien one recently? Someone versus alien um, as well. Yeah. I don't they know. They did I just typically...
0: the covers. Like the, you know, like when they, when they bought 20th century they bought Fox, yeah. they had like the covers but nothing like crossover, nothing crossed over yet.
1: I typically wouldn't pick these up, right? Like this, like if I saw, if it wasn't predator versus Wolverine and if it wasn't actually like written by Benjamin Percy, mm-hmm. who's also writing like X-Force and Wolverine currently, I probably wouldn't pick this up. But I, at first I, when I think when I saw the title of it, I was like, Oh God, really? And then I kind of started to think about it and I was like, actually, this could be really cool. Like, I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> awesome idea. Wolverine and the predator hunting each other.
0: So yeah.
1: Um, yeah, what do you think, man?
0: Uh, dude, I'm super excited. Like, I'm happy that it's Wolverine, that it's not like Deadpool because it would have been corny. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: You know, growing up in the 80s, 90s of comic books, like I read all those like Batman versus Predator and mm-hmm. then like the Superman Predator and the terrible Justice League Predator. But like I read all those and they were like the Batman Predator was awesome. Like the Cuba. I remember the q did it. Andy and Adam, like amazing. It was just like such a cool thing. And then the aliens one was interesting because then there was like a Joker alien. It was like wild. It was just it was crazy stuff that happened. But yeah, man, like because the whole idea of like Wolverine, best there ever is, best there was, type best of thing. Best there you is know. what he does. Yeah. Yeah, man, like that's awesome. Um, I find it very interesting because they have multiple artists on on these issues, right? So yeah. <laughs> according to it, it's got um, some all star artists from Greg Land. Um, Andrea DeVito, Kevin, Ken Lashley and Kiai Zama and many more. So like my question is, is there like multiple stories in it or are they like taking different pages? Yeah. I that's know. the one thing that kind of the only thing that's kind of like throwing me off, but uh, just from the th- synopsis, uh, the synopsis goes, the, thr- <laughs> the thrill is the kill Wolverine has lived one of the longest and most storied lives in comics history. Now witness the untold greatest battle Logan's life against a predator. One, um, what are they called, yay, yay Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, Yajuto yeah. seeks the greatest prey in existence and finds it in a weapon X from the blood-ridden snows of the Canadian wilderness to the sword-slinging streets of Mal- uh, Madripoor. Wolverine and Predator take, break everything in their path on their way to the ultimate victory or glorious death. And that's the thing, like, <clears throat> Wolverine's the type of character who can literally go against the Predator and probably come out at least, like you know, not as bad as some of these other characters in the Marvel <laughs> universe. And the fact that, you know, now that they have the license, that's what's great about it is that yeah. you can do these like crossovers. So,
1: yeah, it looks like it's going to take place like during the weapon X period. Right. Cause in the, on the cover, you see like the, the weapon X, like wires and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And very much like maybe he it's during an escape or maybe one, he's with weapon X, they release him to go hunt down the predator or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I I guess one of my fears is like, because this could be, these two characters could be really violent, right? And like, you could have a lot of gore and a lot of blood and it would be really, really cool. Yeah. And so that's an awesome idea. But at Marvel, like when does Marvel really push the limits on that kind of stuff? You know, like um, Dark Horse, of course, totally did. And uh, DC probably would have no issue with it. I'm a little hesitant to see what Marvel's going to do on the violence and the, on the gore, you know, with Wolverine and predator, but I will be picking this up. I definitely will be picking it up. There's a ton of variant covers on what am I counting here, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that are listed here. Yeah. that's probably the main not cover even, cover, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's not even like, I'm sure like people are doing exclusives for this, right? Oh yeah. Like there's sure. definitely going to be some retailer exclusives. Um, uh, i mean i love like even just like the teaser that they showed where it just kind of has like him and he's all bloody and he's got like the three you know the laser dot from Mm -hmm. like the predator but like yeah some of these are cool obviously you get the homage cover for like the whole 344 where it's obviously there's two different covers there's one with like the mainstay is wolverine and you see predator and his blades and then the vice versa is the predator yeah that's and you see uh wolverine and his blades like that's just awesome and it's just crazy to think that they've ne- they were never able to do this before, even though like Predator was with Dark Horse because it was the same thing. Like, I mean, if you Google like Predator crossovers, I mean, Predators crossed over with like uh, Valiant. He's crossed over yeah, with the Archie yeah. stuff. Like, it's just like wild, and the fact that like Marvel never wanted to do this, but now that they have the rights, it's going to be interesting to see how where this actually lands, like after the four issues and how well it does. Okay, so which cover is the worst? Uh, probably the Peach Momoko. Yes, dude, it's awful. <laughs> it's so
1: garbage. And, like, <clears throat> that's not even because I'm not a Peach Momoko fan, but why would you, with these two characters, I mean, like, know your, know your, your like, audience here. Why, she can't, I don't know, dude. It just, yeah, her artwork on two characters, like Predator versus Wolverine, Nah, man, it's horrible.
0: Yeah. Which one's your very- favorite then? To be honest, I like the Scotty Young. <laughs> it's
1: cool. The Scotty Young yeah is cool. Scotty I really Young's
0: like the Scotty Young cool. one. I think that's definitely oh, an interesting
1: cover. Which one's this one? The McNiven one's awesome. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh that one definitely super bloody. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one else did I like? I do like the cover A, too. I mean, like the the main cover. I think they're all great.
0: Yeah. Except for the Peach exactly. one. And it's not a <laughs> it's again, one. it's not a hate on Peach. He just sometimes just doesn't. The covers are i feel like it's, it's not her her style dude yeah. it's not her
1: like um i don't even know what the word i'm looking for here is she shouldn't be doing wolverine versus predator let's
0: say that yeah oh my god yeah definitely yeah. not it's bad
1: But yeah that's gonna be a fun one um and that comes out when september right september 20th uh, i think yes
0: yeah. yes next month it's crazy i i it's funny like i completely didn't know about it until maybe like a couple of weeks ago and i'm like we got to talk about this because i you know i definitely (laughs) want to see what your thoughts are and i'm sure a lot of people are probably going to miss out on it or it's going to be like wait till the last minute and be like oh yeah this is a cool crossover series because everybody's so used to just coming out with their ongoing stuff that you miss sometimes these little like one shots and minis that get announced for sure
1: yeah i can't remember when i saw it but I, i was i was definitely intrigued so it's cool so moving on, we've got, we do have some speculative movie news over at Marvel. So we got an article here from Screen Rant, uh, 10 Marvel characters who could be Thor 5's powerful villain. But before we get into that, I mean, do we even want a Thor 5 at this point? I mean, is that really a movie we're looking for? I don't what, know. I what mean, are you doing? Where are you taking Thor's character at this point?
0: Yeah, so director Taka Waititi suggests that Thor 5 needs a more powerful villain than Hela, potentially Hercules or Ulik to showcase Thor's evolution to create a new tone for the film.
1: Okay. Again, and I love, what's his God. name, Taki,
0: I love Taki, Waititi. yeah, I like him,
1: but have we, have we, I'm like, dude, Ragnarok, okay, it was funny, it was cool, it was different, and then Love and Thunder kind of ruined it is he going to be able to make another movie, which it would be like somewhere in the middle, I guess, between the tones of Thor's one and
0: two to Thor's three and four.
1: Cause that's what mm-hmm. I feel like we need. He's just a ridiculous character at this point.
0: Yeah. You got to bring him back. Right. And it's gotta be a serious thing. Cause even I mean, they've all said it, like they recently just posted after a year that, you know, uh, gore was such a waste and everybody's mm-hmm. commented like, uh, you know, on, you know, they need a stronger villain than Hela and you had it and you ruined mm-hmm. it with, yeah. you know, with gore. So, you know, this, this list, uh, goes, we're going to just, you know, rattle them off real quick. And yeah. I mean, some of them, I know some of them, I don't know, but, uh, you got Hercules, you got Ulic, you have Mangog, you have Ares, of course you have black Winter, of more of a newer character, uh, Grog absorbing man, uh, nobody this, no, nobilis. And Zaro, the Tomorrow Man. And last but not least is Mephisto. So.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about a few of these. So obviously we got Hercules in the post credit scene, which mm-hmm. first off Hercules is more of a good guy than a villain in the Marvel universe. So that's kind of going to be a no, right? Um, Maybe that's why he's number 10 on this as well.
0: But let's be honest. That's probably where they're going to go, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But like now you're just doing more of the... I mean, what's new with that storyline? Like, hey, look, it's gods versus gods. You know I mean? Like, that's not very interesting. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe there'll be more to it. I'm glad Hercules is showing up in the MCU. I just, I'm not entirely sure. I need to see him fighting Thor. And I guess if we're going to also do the god thing, out of the two of them, Ares would be the
0: one, in my opinion, that you would go to. But the only thing with that is I feel like, and I'm sure you were going to say this, is like we've already seen that in Wonder Woman, right? Exactly.
1: Been done before, right? Like, I mean we're kind of just seeing the same shit over and over again, um, black winter. I don't know. That's kind of one of those, uh, it's kind of one of those like existential, like catastrophes, not like a hard villain, like a physical force. It's just like a, like a hurricane coming at you. You know, I don't,
0: I don't really know if that's worth seeing on the big screen. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be very odd. Like, I can't imagine that being, like, the villain at all. Yeah. I mean, for, like, some of these other characters, too, I feel like are more, like, B and C level, like, oh. Avengers threats. Like, if Absorbing that, Man. Some of yeah. These guys. yeah, right? Yeah. Absorbing Man. Like, I, I can't remember, like, when he really has totally gone up against, you know, Thor that, to make it, like, a crazy thing. I think some of these characters that have more of a potential, um, I think uh, Nobulous, Because that kind of brings in, obviously, we've already got that introduction into like space with, you know, high evolutionary Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that kind of brings in that whole side of a more, you know, uh, almost like a clone in a way, I guess, is the best way to to kind of talk about him. So that I could see. I don't know. Everybody else is just kind of. uh... Who would it be? Would it just
1: be like, (laughs) would it just be Chris Hemsworth with like black hair? playing against himself, maybe basically. <laughs> basically. I mean, didn't actually Hemsworth even say, I mean, he had the whole bout with, um, that health issue where he's kind of like done acting. Did
0: are we yeah, at a point where he said he's back poor. or not? I don't know. I, um, I can't remember what, it, what he said. He has like yeah. early stages of something. Oh, well, it uh, was Alzheimer's or something. Oh yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It was.
1: And then I know he said he was pretty much done acting. And then I feel like maybe I heard that he was coming back. I, I don't know. honestly, I don't need Thor in another. Thor. I don't need another Thor movie. If we're gonna have Thor, make him in, in like an ensemble movie, right? Like the Avengers mm-hmm. or or whatever, or Back to Guardians or, or whatnot. Um, Mephisto as a Thor villain, I mean, no, dude, that's a waste of Mephisto. Like, first off, how often does Mephisto and Thor even go up against each other? Like, Mephisto yeah. needs to be with the supernatural characters.
0: Yeah, I would be super scared if they brought him in in a non. <laughs> Horror supernatural yeah. being like there's no way you introduce him there at all. Yeah, that just doesn't fit. So
1: yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about those characters. Uh, if that if that's the best they got, and they might need to uh scrap Thor Five and just kind of focus on something else. So.
0: Mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh you know, I and to be honest, I don't really like Takabatiti doing it anymore. I feel like Marvel should learn their lesson. Right. I feel like Marvel's not learning their lessons. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, like, what has he really done that's been, like, you know, super well? Like, what did Ragnarok he do? was amazing. <sighs> but
1: was it? I, I, I mean, I, I, I really liked it. I really liked it at the time. I still like it despite the stain of, like, love and thunder and, like, where it went. It mm. definitely w- was needed for Thor's character. Like, there was just nothing, after Agreed. Dark World, there was nothing good about Thor.
0: But he just went so stupid.
1: Like, yeah, it was a little, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't, I don't like all the humor as much either. But, and it kind of, honestly, you might be able, to, be able to say that that was the downside of uh, the MCU. Like, after that did so well, then it was like, hey, let's make all of our characters, like, goofy and campy.
0: Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think on, um, I mean, obviously, you know, since we're talking Marvel and they kind of recently, they showed a picture of like the, I don't even know if you would call this like the new Trinity of the Avengers, because obviously we don't have them. The uh, Shang-Chi, Black Panther and um, Captain America, like Falcon, Sam Wilson. Like, Hmm. what do you think on like that as like the next team? Because we really don't have a team. Yeah. Like we don't have a leader. We don't really have a team. I, you know what and I this is it it's sad to say this but I feel like like Chadwick Boseman's passing really hurt oh, these yeah. phases like really super did. hurt these phases like Yeah there was
1: definitely bigger plans for him probably yeah. taking over
0: Yeah I, I um, mean I think it would've been a lot it would have been a completely different thing you know yeah. Shang-Chi we don't even have an uh, an idea of when his next movie is we have no idea what his post credit scene meant
1: yeah, well, and I mean going to Chadwick Bozeman as well. I mean, you can even see it in the comics, right? We always say the comics mirror, whatever's happening in the comics, is kind of like back and forth. And in the Avengers at that time, Black Panther was running the Avengers. He was the leader of the Avengers. So it, it really did seem like that's the way it was going. And it was very mm-hmm. unfortunate. Because that would have been pretty cool. Like I probably I would have been on board with that, with like the remaining Avengers that were left. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Like, well, speaking of Shang-Chi like you said we we've only had one movie with him right like we don't know is he good with a team and i'm not talking about aquafina right like i don't i don't care how he operates with aquafina but like can he operate with a team can he lead a team can he be a member of a team for that you know mm. i don't i don't know um can he even show up again
0: like yeah <laughs> like is he I mean, what's his contract that he's maybe going to show up for a second movie and then I guess the Secret Wars Secret or Wars, Kang right. Dynasty? Like, is that really the next time that we're going to see some of these characters? In nah, dude. I mean, no. no.
1: Um, and look, I like Falcon uh, or, you know, Sam Wilson as Captain America. That's cool too. But I, I mean, look, it, the hard truth is this it doesn't matter. We're past the glory days of the MCU. Like, the main characters, the main leaders, now we're, we're, we're moving into like b and c team avengers characters right like mm-hmm. they blew their wads so to speak in the first uh, infinity with like the best characters the strongest avengers and unlike the comics they can't keep going on forever so we're only going to get middle tier avengers or lower at this point um and wasn't there talk doctor strange was maybe going to take over as well see like
0: i feel like he's the go to like he, he should, should be
1: right? but he was never really part of the Avengers in like the, you know, infinity saga. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm going to honestly, I just don't even know with the MCU anymore, like what they're going to do or
0: what their mindset is. Yeah. I was watching God, what movie was on the other day? And it just, it's just mind blowing to think that like you had so much, even in the early stages. Right. I think it was like Iron Man two was on. And it's just like to think you're like, Man, even in the movies like I didn't care too much about them. They were just so, yeah, it was Iron Man too. Mm. Like they were just so good. Like yeah. even just like the 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 casual introduction of like Black Widow. Oh right? yeah, it's just yeah. like it was just done in like a natural thing, and everybody was just like, oh okay, cool. Like same thing. Like Black Panther was just casually brought in in Civil War, and <laughs> like yeah. you're all good with it. Now it's just like, and I also think it's also f- like people like us buying the idea of. It's also speculative, right? Mm -hmm. Like we need to know everything. They need to tell you everything because I feel like back then things just happened and it just, it was good, right? It was true. It was fine. Now it's like everything needs to be shown up in the front without it. We don't, we're not going to go see things.
1: I guess, honestly, if you were to ask me what I thought, like the, the future and how the MCU moves forward successfully is. And I think my thoughts are you move on from the Avengers and now you start to focus on X-Men and Fantastic Four. And so like I'm not saying those Avenger characters aren't still around, but I'm not entirely sure we need another Avengers movie mm-hmm. with the team. Um, I think you move on and like the Avengers can still be operating like we've seen in like various movies of uh, like the, the side characters and you know, the Avengers teams around, but and we've moved past the glory days, of the Avengers. I don't think a team with Shang-Chi and Shuri and Sam Wilson is going to be very strong. For an Avengers movie, you know what I mean. um I think you move on. I think you move on. You focus on X Men. You focus on Fantastic Four, and you move the Avengers to a little bit of a supporting character role. I think mm. that's how that's how it was going to work because it's the only way to also breathe new blood into it as well. Mm. And I agree. Not piss off fans because people are going to buck. Oh, there's no cap. Oh, there's no Thor. No Iron Man. You know,
0: so. Anyway. and i love all the rumors i and i feel like you know, i think we said this last week with like deadpool 3 it's just like all, all of a sudden like the writer strike and the actor strike and there's all these rumors that people are just throwing out everywhere that everybody is showing up and everybody knows everything about every upcoming movie <laughs> yeah i mean i just want to say something here on this podcast and then maybe we'll maybe it'll hit right maybe it'll stick on somebody <laughs> say it what do you want to say Take a guess. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Uh, Dark Darkhawk in the next space movie. There it is. <laughs> Boom. Dark Hawk wands, there baby. There's a lot of uh, rumors about Ghost Rider kicking up as well,
1: which I mean, I i feel like the writing was on the wall with that. So he's the next probably big character to not show up. So yeah.
0: yeah. um When are you going to go see Blue
1: Beetle so we can talk about God, it? I know. I got to find some time this weekend. I'm going right. to find an opportunity to go this weekend. All
0: right. So. I'll do it. Go see Blue Beetle, people, please. It just beat out uh, Barbie. Yes, whatever. It's Barbie's been out for a month, but go see it, and then we'll talk about our review.
1: Yeah. So let's move on and wrap it up like we always do. What we are currently reading this week? Did you get a chance to read them? I did. There's A lot of stuff. Let's see it. Let's hear it. What do you got?
0: Uh, so hot garbage of the week Ooh. is definitely Doctor Aphra number thirty-five. I know. Me saying really? hot garbage for a Star Wars wow. book. It like of all the dark droids tie-in so far it was the weakest and it makes absolutely no sense it's just i can't even really i don't even want to get into it it's just terrible but of course if you're buying all the tie-ins like you have to get it right um i enjoyed uh marvel's unleashed this week was a very interesting title with the uh the pet avengers you had lucky the pizza dog um you have this new dog uh you have of course lockjaw you have uh falcons uh what's it wing what the hell's his name wing blade red wing red wing um not goose because they don't call him goose but it's like something else um uh, chewy of course from captain marvel the Flurkin. and you of an introduction of this new pet avenger named d-dog which i swear he wears like a co- he wears like he was an abandoned pup and he grew up and he found in the garbage in like some landfill, he found some mask that I swear to God looks like Wolverine's mask. If you actually read it, it literally looks like Wolverine's mask.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, and they, bas- they, they can talk to each other because obviously they're animals, but nobody else understands them. So the whole thing is lockjaw gets taken by Craven and some stuff happens where they're trying to find him and they find him. And basically the end of the issue leads with, this series is going to be uh, Blackheart being kind of like the villain, I guess. And all the animals are like, well, how can we fight another god? And, of course, they're looking for Throg. So, yeah. Um, uh, interesting it's episode. Throg it's, Thor. It's, it's, yeah, Throg Thor. So um, it was interesting. I enjoyed it. Uh, another and then just kind of like, and I'm sure you're going to talk about this one, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, just some stuff from like last week, some holdovers. So something is kind of Children 32. Not a very action filled issue but it expands the lore more of the lore with like with uh with erica and uh with cutter and Celia, like just the whole idea of all the masks and like how the council works and i thought it was a very interesting issue Uh, i finally caught up on void rivals three and they did a very good job in the last two issues expanding the lore of the whole energon universe and I'm surprised like not a lot of people are talking about it. So like there's that pig face creature which is I can't think of that their species, but they show they were original they they're, that's all G1. Um of course you get the Quintessons, which is awesome to see. Um and then you get the Quintesson like ship that's from like the Transformers animated movie and ongoing seasons of Transformers. So that was really cool to see like a Quintesson. Um that was fucking awesome. Or, no, not a Quintessence. I'm trying to think. The, the judges, my bad. Not the Quintessence judges, but that's cool. Like, there's all that. So, they're really building out that universe, right? Um, shout out to Binkies for getting me a Transformers one from SDCC. So, I got to read, not read it because it doesn't have any of the words. It just has a lot of the pictures. So, that was really the awesome. Ashcan, right? Yeah, the Ashcan yeah. is really awesome. Uh, The pick of the week. And I'm telling you, people, if you're not reading this series, please pick it up. Something Epic is on issue four. Are you reading it?
1: I am, but I, there in like that. I haven't read something is killing children, something epic or uh void revels yet. Cause they're coming okay. from DCBS still.
0: So something epic. Totally. You know, like I talked about, I talk about it every month when these, these issues come out. I don't know what, if you're not reading the series, it's so good. So the end of issue three kind of pushes the needle forward as far as time. Like it goes from Danny's being a kid and now he's like a grown up. Mm-hmm. or I think, yeah, I think it was like issue two or issue three. He, he's three, been last from, issue. Yeah. Yeah. So we went from being a kid to an adult and now this issue really is a deep dive origin on like why he can, or like why people can see these creations and they're basically like, they're not imaginations. Like they're actual things that people have created artists. That's what they do. Like they create these things and they either continue with their creation or they just forget about them. So in this issue, you learn a very origin story about it, how, why some of them are like incomplete because they've dropped off and you know, artists who listen to this day under, they wouldn't understand this. Like you start something and then you don't know, you don't finish it. Right. So like some of the characters are like half done or like missing body parts in a way, because like they created most of it and they were like, ah, whatever. But you actually see, and this is a fucking amazing crossover. You actually see spawn shadow Hawk, savage dragon. And I think it's Ripclaw in this issue and it's really them it's legit them mm. and danny says to the the guy you've read like the first two issues right yeah the old yeah. guy uh-huh. um he's his name's al and he says oh well he's like who are those guys you know he's like oh those are superheroes or whatever he's like oh well those are characters that the creators continued their love for them so that's why they are who they are and then you find out this whole thing of like who these people are like who danny is and this guy al They're called epics. So obviously that's why the name of the series is called something epic. So they basically bridge the gap. They kind of fall in this in-between world of their, the balance, right? So they make sure that everything stays on like the imagination side is there. And then everything that stays on like the human side is there. So they kind of, they, they walk like that in-between world. So I think this series is so good. I really think people enjoyed enjoyed it. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I really this this episode this issue is probably my favorite so far when I literally was like turning the pages and I saw like all these characters from like Image <laughs> and like um from Valiant was it was so good. I was like holy yeah. shit. I was like they actually were they actually used them. So, cuz you know, we've seen like characters like even in that first issue you saw kind of like characters that looked kind of like other characters, but they weren't. This time it's legit spawn and the other characters that have ongoing series in the real world. So, <laughs> Very interesting series. I, I could definitely see this being like something. Cause it's like ever watch like anything like Dick Tracy or like cool world. Like one yeah, of those cool, like cool world was horrible, but yes. yeah, I know. But like you get the idea where <laughs> yeah. the, that's what it's kind of like. Cause it was like, he created, it's kind of like cool world He created these cartoons and that's what it is. Is like you. And then you see characters that were in the first two issues, but now like they've grown up and you learn that they can actually evolve themselves. Like they can get older, they can, even though they maybe be forgotten or whatever, they can actually, they have a conscious, some of them don't understand that they do and don't understand like why the people don't talk to them. Basically, like you could have someone, you could have like a creature that's like right by you and like, they can be talking to you, but you don't see them and they don't understand why you can't like, why you can't interact with them. So, so good, man. So good. So that's my pick of the week. Something epic. Uh, number four. What about you? <clears throat> um,
1: honorable mention I liked Gene um, Grey number one Fall of X tie-in that came out I really found the Fall of X uh, little tie-ins have been really strong for the most part um, and I really liked it, it was kind of a, a return to the original X-Men who came forward in time and then went back in time so that, w- that was kind of fun um, I also really enjoyed uh, not surprising I actually kind of felt like I I had Pretty high hopes for it as well. It was the Immortal Thor by Al Ewing number one started? You know, obviously, Al Ewing did Immortal Hulk, so there's high expectations with this series, but I liked what they're doing with it. Um, it does seem like he's going a different direction, which he kind of did with Immortal Hulk as well. So, taking Thor in a different like route and like break him out of his norm, which is cool because. I'm going to be honest, I don't read a lot of Thor. I mean, I guess I've read more of the modern Thor stuff. Um, Thor's not really a character I find very interesting. And to be honest, neither was Hulk until Immortal Hulk by mm-hmm. Al Ewing. So um, anyway, I, I enjoyed the Immortal Thor. And then, I mean, my pick of the week,
0: uh,
1: Penguin, number one.
0: Figured you take that. That's why yeah. I didn't
1: touch it. It was really good, man. Um, really awesome by Tom King. And uh, there, it's not like anything really happened in it at all you know like it was yeah it wasn't like the the like you said the needle moved forward very strongly obviously it's a first issue as well but it starts off with like something kind of intense happened and then it goes into you know obviously uh what happened in the flashback type situation and um just the way people talk about the penguin was just kind of funny to me you know i don't think of the, it's funny out in the comic book world they think they're really afraid of the penguin <laughs> like for mm-hmm. me i'm like he isn't intimidating at all but um i think that's also cool because he's such an old school character for batman that hasn't really had any kind of like renaissance anytime soon you know what i mean you've seen a lot of batman villains kind of get this renaissance and kind of come back and be like okay let's make these guys scarier and like uh, like you know tougher again and doesn't feel like the penguins had that at all in a really long time. He's always kind of in the background. He runs the iceberg lounge. He's this criminal, blah, blah, blah. But he's never like thwarts Batman at all. Um, this is a different tone and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I was really looking forward to this title um, just cause it was, I mean, I remember when seeing the solicitation for the penguin and being like, what they're going to do a penguin. solo? <laughs> yeah. like, okay, like I'm here for it. I want to see what this is going to be by be like. And, uh, I wasn't disappointed. What about you? Do you like it?
0: Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The whole, and at this point, I feel like people, sh- if, if you don't know what happened, like he basically yeah. quote unquote got killed by Batman and he's, you know, living the life of a normal human person now in metropolis. Like they, they think he's dead. He's living his life with fiance and, you know, has a normal job basically and does these things. But now um, what happens in this issue is the whole, like now he's going to be like an informant for like the FBI basically, but he's going to go back to being like a crime Lord. Like that's yeah. the whole thing. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was, it was amazing. Like they mm-hmm. did a great job. And like you said, like the way the issue starts out and what's really good is like, there's times where, and I guess I don't want to spoil too. I don't wanna really talk too much about it, but like there's times where, there's the inner monologue and you don't know who's really. Oh yeah. 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 You're wondering wondering if if it was at
1: him. Like you always had to like, took you a while to figure out if you're actually getting his monologue or not.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Like what's going on in that scene? Like, is it the person that's trying to do something to him or is it penguins interpretation of what's going on in that scene at that moment? So I like that. And well, of course it's Tom King. So great, great writer. Yeah. Yeah, really,
1: really good. Even if you're not like a Penguin fan or if you didn't think you were going to be interested in it, I, I would highly suggest picking it up because it's it's a little something different and I think it's going to be fun moving forward for sure. So, but that's it for this week. Uh, episode 34 in the books. Um, like Justin mentioned earlier, he's got a whatnot show coming up tonight, but that's not tonight. That's tomorrow night. So it's very confusing. So if you listen to it Friday, he might be live Friday.
0: Yeah, and I think I'm actually doing one Sunday morning too. I have a bunch of books uh, this weekend. You can don't if you're here in the New Jersey New York area, uh, Botcon, the Transformers Convention. I should be hitting it up on Saturday. I want to check it out. Like I said, I've been I haven't been to a Botcon at all. I've known about them for over 20 years. Never been to one. I always bought like the books and heard about it, and obviously it's all Transformers. So. Uh, I'm excited to do that. And then actually Saturday morning, I will be out in the Bronx for the uh, BX Comic Expo. So uh, you can go check that out on Instagram, uh, BX Comic Expo. Uh, I don't have the address off the top of my head, but I'll be uh, out there for anybody who's hanging out. Uh, Yeah, it's BX Anime Comic Expo you can grab your tickets it's only a one day show on the 26th it's over at uh thirteen fifteen olmstead ave in the Bronx. so um they actually got some guests out there as well and you know both uh, pokemon people like transformer voiced people but like i said the pokemon stuff and then just all some vendors so hopefully i'll find some uh you know new new stuff some cool books that i've you know been looking for as well so see me. that's it cool well, thanks for tuning
1: in everybody and be- Catch you next week. Take it easy.